This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Well, good evening. Oh, good afternoon. My name is Dave, and I'm one of the pastors here, and it is a great privilege for me to be able to share with you a message on this Christmas evening. I also want to thank Oliver for reading the passage from Matthew that I'm going to be speaking on this morning. That's pretty great, Oliver. I don't even get applause usually after messages. Hmm. Well, if you, don't, if, if you don't know, Oliver is my son. He's my firstborn. And I remember when Oliver was born, people would ask me details about his birth story. Actually, correction. Women would ask me details about his birth story. Normally, guys would just slap me on the back, say congratulations, and then change the subject to something to do about sports. But the questions that I would get about his birth, they would be th things like, how much did he weigh? How long was he? Was labor difficult? Now, I have to admit, I um, was not, you know, able to answer most of these questions. I was not qualified to answer some of them for sure. But these are the typical questions that parents get asked when a baby is born. Questions about the birth story. We don't usually ask questions about how the baby was conceived. Like, tell me, how did this start for you guys? You know? Especially proper, respectable conversations don't revolve around those kinds of details. Especially not in front of children and definitely not at church, right? But for the gospel writer Matthew, the story of Jesus' origins is what really matters. It's his conception story and not his birth story that's really important. And Christ's conception story is crucial for us to hear in order to understand who Jesus is, what God is up to in this world, and what Christmas is all about. You see, Christmas is God's plan to save us. It's his conception for salvation. The account begins with the story of Mary and Joseph, this young Jewish couple who are engaged or pledged to be married. That is until Joseph finds out that Mary is pregnant and that the child, you know, it's not his because Mary and Joseph, well, they've never been intimate in that way before. Now, this is quite the conundrum that they find themselves in, but I have to say, doesn't it just give you a little comfort to know that even the very first Christmas had some family dysfunction and unmet expectations? 
Not that my family has ever experienced that at Christmas time. But what is Joseph to do? I think he does what we all do when we find ourselves in difficult circumstances. We strategize, we devise a plan in order to rescue ourselves from trouble. And Joseph's plan, it's to break off the engagement because his heart is broken. His honor is being threatened. Mary's swollen tummy is evidence for Joseph that she has been unfaithful to him. But unlike most scorned lovers, Joseph does not intend to shame Mary to get his retribution or to humiliate her. They're from Nazareth, which is a small village of only a few hundred people. And so there was no minding your own business in Nazareth. Everybody knew everyone else and what they were up to. But Joseph, he's an honorable guy. And so he conceives a plan to end the engagement in order to get himself out of this messy messy situation, but also so that he can spare Mary, he does it discreetly. But what Joseph doesn't know yet is that there is already a plan in motion, one conceived by God long ago. And that plan, it's that baby, that little bun in the oven that Mary is carrying around. That is God's plan. God's plan for rescuing him and Mary and the entire world. Because Christmas, that's God's rescue plan. That's his conception for salvation. Now, after coming up with his own plan, Joseph falls asleep. And an angel appears to him in a dream and tells Joseph, Don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. That what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Matthew then writes that this all took place to fulfill what the Lord had prophesied or had said through the prophet Isaiah 700 years earlier. That the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. A virgin will conceive. A virgin will be pregnant. You know, I remember a few years ago when I was a youth pastor telling this story to a bunch of middle school students. And one of their parents, after bringing their son home, told me that their son came home and said, a pregnant virgin? That's impossible. You can't get pregnant without... You know, exactly. It is impossible. But that's what makes the story of Jesus' conception so important for Joseph and for Matthew, but also for us. In verse 18, we read, this is how the birth of Jesus came about. But the word here for birth, it's actually more accurately translated the word origins. And so, This is actually Jesus' origin story, right? In fact, the word there, it's the Greek word genesis. It's the same word for the very first book of the Bible, which speaks about how our world and this universe and everything in it came into existence. The very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing. That the earth was formless and empty, 
and darkness was over the surface and of the deep, and that the Spirit of God was hovering over it. You see, just as the Spirit of God at the very beginning was hovering over what was formless and empty and brought about creation, new life out of nothing, this angel says to Joseph that that's what's happening here, that the same Spirit has hovered over Mary, over her empty, lifeless womb, and has brought forth new life. Mary has not been unfaithful. The virgin has indeed conceived, and it is the Spirit of God who has done this, and this is why the child will be called Emmanuel, God with us. You see, something like this is impossible without God. Only God is able to speak the universe into being something out of nothing. And only a miracle performed by God himself could make a virgin conceive. And that is exactly who this baby is. God himself. This idea that this child is God coming down from heaven, taking on flesh, becoming like us in our humanity, in our vulnerability, and experiencing life just like we do. It's extraordinary. The more you think about it, the more staggering this gets. Nothing in all of the great stories of the world is as marvelous as the truth of this incarnation. God becoming like us. Becoming human. Why, though? Why would God do this? Why give up the glory of heaven in exchange for the frailty of life on earth? Why would God conceive of such a plan? The angel says, it is in order to save his people from their sins. See, Joseph made his plans to divorce Mary at the very beginning of the story because Joseph is so used to living in a world that is marked by sin. A world full of brokenness and failure where people betray one another. A world of unexpected tragedies and just evil things just seem to happen. A world just like the one that you and I live in and experience. And like Joseph... We also have our strategies we use to overcome. The plans we make to rescue ourselves from our difficult situations that we encounter. But the problem, the Bible says, is that ultimately our plans will not work because we cannot rescue ourselves. You see, we're in this too deep. All of us, together. We need something or someone beyond us, outside of this world, to reach down and save us. And that is why Christmas is so good. It's God's rescue plan. It's his conception for our salvation. God coming to earth through this miraculous conception, it gives us hope. Because in this baby, God came himself to fetch us and save us, to bring us near so that he could be with us and so that we could be with him and this is why the angel says to Joseph to name this baby Jesus. In Hebrew, it's the name Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves. And it's exactly who Jesus is. He's God to the rescue. 
We often get a lot of great gifts at Christmas time, but the original is still far and away the best. God to the rescue, the gift of salvation in Jesus. Jesus literally moved heaven and earth in order to be with us, to be with you. The question is, will we accept this gift by drawing near to him? We receive this gift through faith, through trusting God's plan for our lives. And I have to say, for me, knowing Jesus and receiving his forgiveness of my sins and the promise of eternal life with him is the greatest gift that I have ever received. He is my joy, he is my freedom, and my salvation. And he is a gift for you as well. You know, about nine months after this angel spoke to Joseph about God's plan conceived in Mary, another angel, perhaps the same one, appeared this time telling God's plans to a group of shepherds on a hillside outside of Bethlehem. And the angel said to those shepherds, I bring you good news which will cause great joy for all people. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And then it was as if heaven couldn't contain itself. It was busting at the seams. And suddenly this great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those of whom his favor rests. And then the shepherds, after this encounter, they did the only reasonable thing that one could do after hearing such an amazing announcement. They went to go find Jesus. And friends, I'm here today to tell you that God's favor rests on you. That a Savior has been born for you. And my hope is for each one of us, after hearing such marvelous news, is that we would also go and find Jesus. Christmas is God's conception for our salvation. Jesus is God to our rescue. Merry Christmas. This time I'd like to invite up Mindy. I want to invite you to join me for a responsive reading before the candle lighting. So I'm going to read the leader. If you could all read the bolded part together with me. 